Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're needing photos or videos, if you're having a, a special event, wedding, needing headshots, or a corporate event where you need a videographer or you need a wedding videographer, they are the guys to get the job done. So don't forget to reach out to Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for your next photo or video project. Our special guest this week is a former West Virginia USA 2015 Andrea Musino is on the show. I'm so thankful to have her on the show. And this is an incredible, really inspiring interview talking about her experiences being a professional athlete going on competing in the festival circuit and then doing one competition at usa and winning miss west virginia 2015 such an inspiring story i hope you guys stay tuned this entire episode and enjoy it And welcome to the show. Hi, so excited to be here. Well, I'm so excited to have another amazing uh, USA uh, title holder. So it's always great to have a fellow state um, title holder. Um, was it always your um, dream to be a title holder with USA? Um, I think it was. I remember watching Miss USA 2000. I think that's when Tennessee won with my mom in the living room. And that's like what kind of introduced me to the pageant world. I just was a very gangly teenager, though. So I never thought that I could ever be one of the beautiful girls gracing the Miss USA stage. So it was kind of like a far-fetched dream until like I actually started getting into pageants and found the right team to really help me prepare for states. And eventually Miss USA. Is that the year that they were in Baltimore? Or are they still doing that in Vegas at that point? My year or the year that I The year that you were referring to 2000. Because I think that's the Baltimore year. Oh, I have no idea. I just remember um, the girl that won was from Tennessee. And she had this beautiful black gown. And the stage was like a maroon color. Like I, I vividly remember sitting there like just awestruck and being like, I want to be one of these girls. Um, Isn't that incredible that those little things make such an indelible mark, even though you weren't physically there, you just witnessing? Yeah, and I think of, like, all the little girls that watched my year and hopefully, like, you know, watched and were like, I want to be one of these girls one day and had the same dream as I did. And, you know, I hope even if, you know, they're not the most popular girl at school or they're kind of going through an awkward, like, growing phase, that they one day will have the confidence to do what I did and get after that dream well i hope that this is a good start for them to reach out to you because um it's already been five years believe it or not it's so sad um i know I, i'm so, so old <laughs> darling i'm 37 going through on 38 so <laughs> when you said oh i was watching the 2000 i'm like that's the year i graduated high school so <laughs> i'm like oh my god um so um yeah i uh I'm I'm with you. So I, hopefully this will be a good opportunity for those girls that perhaps really, really looked up to you to reach out to you because um, I definitely, like I mentioned in our pre-recording, that 
I thought you were definitely a standout in the class that you were in. So, oh, thank you. So, you know, there are always people that, you know, are people that you want to follow up with. So I was really excited yeah. that you wanted to come on the show. So, and well, I encourage any of your listeners that want to do a USA pageant, feel free to reach out to me on my social media. I know how expensive coaches can be and, you know, I won't charge a single thing. I'm here to give out free advice um, and any opinion on anything that they need. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Wow. That's a, um, that's an awfully good deal. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I hope you're not biting off more than you can chew because that's a, that's a pretty good offer. I mean, to have a former um, USA title holder, to offer her um, her opinion on things, you you could easily make a good a good living just living off of that name the rest of years. I know, but it's just I remember how much money I spent on coaching and dresses and wardrobe and everything that comes with Miss USA, and it is not cheap. And even like once you're a title holder, the money you spend on traveling and outfits and appearance things and just it all accumulates, right? And I don't want to squeeze out any more pennies than I need, you know, than these girls need to from them. So I mean, are you, you know, always, are you pursuing that? Like, are you, are no, you putting I, it out there like that you want to be a coach? No, 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 no. I, I definitely don't want to be seen as a coach, but I think if there's any advice or if any girl needs advice or wants it from me, they're more than welcome to reach out and I will respond to it. That's awesome. Do you mentor anybody um, in West Virginia? I do. Um, I'm really involved. So in West Virginia, uh, there's a huge fairs and festival system where there's about 100 fairs that all have their like pageant. So it's kind of like a county fair will have a county fair pageant. Um, and there's this big convention every year where we crown the state fair queen and all the hundred girls from all these different counties compete for that one title to be the state fair queen and i'm very involved with one of the fairs and festivals called the Pawpaw district fair in uh reevesville which is right next to my hometown uh, of morgantown and a lot of those girls that compete end up wanting to do usa and so i help those girls like that's kind of part of the prize package is they get you know, my opinion on anything they need if they want to do USA, whether they want it or not. Um, and uh, one of my friends the way you, who, it's just the way it's the, it's the way you, it's the way you said it, not the way it came out. Like, you know, you know, if you look like crap, I'm going to tell you, you look like crap. How's that? I will uh, let you know. I'm going to tell you, like, that dress is horrendous. Put it back on the rack and never look at it again. Um, that's good. And I, I lend. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And I lend my wardrobe to them. So I actually had a really good friend who won Papa District Fair. Um, she ended up winning Miss West Virginia USA 2017, Casey Lassiter. And she wore my gown that I had for pictures at Miss USA. It's this beautiful blue Fernando Wong gown. Um, and she used my interview outfit for Miss USA uh, for her interview at West Virginia. So. Um, I definitely try to help out any way I can. Well, that just shows how um, committed you are to making sure that the next generation um, really brings home the title. Has anyone in West Virginia won USA, Miss USA yet? Is that, no. So that's um, so. Are you? Do you feel 
do you feel committed to bringing that title back in some in some fashion then? Not really. I'm more committed to the girls from West Virginia that go to USA for them to feel like they left everything on the table and to come back and feel proud of what they did, regardless if they placed or not. I think USA is a really, really tough environment. And so, you know, talking to a lot of former title holders and current title holders and even girls that were in my class um, from different states, it's just interesting to see like our perspectives of Miss USA afterwards and what we would want to do to change what we did there. And I just, I never want girls to come back feeling like they could have left more out on the stage, you know? No, I mean, I mean, that's what a great mentor should be promoting. So it just shows how talented you are and and how, uh, how great a um, mentor you are to, to really um, promote that to someone who's never gone through it. So. Yeah. And between you and me, I love Randy Sanders. He's the state director for West Virginia, Indiana, Pennsylvania. And one day when he retires, I want to have the West Virginia USA franchise. That's like a goal of mine. Oh, really? So is there any way that I can uh, woo you to be your official photographer? You know, (laughs) of course. Do you, do you, do you, do you, are you swayed by chocolates or um, (laughs) by compliments or uh, love notes, you know? Because I'm sure you have, I'm sure you have a significant other, so we can keep it just, you know, business. Like, you know, there are so many great ways we can motivate your business, you know, wink, wink, you know. Of course. Um, Well, I love cookies and Oreos and peanut butter, so... You can work on that. I can work on that. That's not a problem. (laughs) Like I said, any business opportunity where I can legitimately make money is is an okay preface to me. So there you go. So, um, are you basically um, inferring that your pageant career started in 2000 after witnessing that crowning, or were you ready in the process of? doing sports or playing uh a an actual um uh doing a talent or singing that caused you to then do pageants so i actually never i so i really wanted to do pageants i had a friend in grade school who did like the county fair pageant um like the junior teen one and i would always go and i'd always watch her And I always wanted to do it. I begged my parents to like, let me do a pageant and they refused. And I understand where they're coming from now. Um, I was a really awkward looking teenager. Like I had teeth the size of my face. Um, My legs were longer than like my arm. It was just like, I was gangly, all bones, like not in any shape or form ready to do pageants. And my mom's from France. My dad's from Mexico and pageants in Mexico, especially are very much based on beauty. And a lot of the girls that do pageants in Mexico have a lot of plastic surgery, which, you know, if you need plastic surgery, you feel like you need it. I'm not judging it at all. But my parents were like, absolutely not for my daughter to be put in that environment, to be judged in her beauty. Like, we don't want her to think she's ugly. Like, she's beautiful just the way she is. So I actually wasn't able to do a pageant until I turned 18 when I didn't need my parents to sign a release form to let me do the competitions. Um, And I started off small. I did... So they the wouldn't. County fair so pageant. they 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 wouldn't sign that release form because they felt that they didn't want to put pressure on you emotionally. Is that is that how you took I it? I think they no. I took it as like they just didn't want me to feel 
ugly. Like I think wow. their biggest fear was that, you know, they thought I was beautiful. They wanted me to be confident in my own skin. They wanted me to feel worth without, you know, they wanted me to feel worth aside from physical beauty. And they felt, sense. so like, yeah, yeah. But they, and they, you, and you got the feeling that you felt that they wouldn't sign it because you would probably get a negative opinion because of that. No, no, no. I just thought they didn't sign it because they didn't understand that pageants weren't like, like yeah, that. but I'm so, but I'm saying I'm just inferring that maybe are they, are you saying that they were that thinking my parents thought I was ugly? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't mean that at all. Um, that, that you were going to get really depressed if you didn't win and think that, um, you weren't good enough. Is that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly what they were scared of. So and that's, I a, totally that, get that. but that's interesting because some parents like throw kids in the sports and they want them to lose. So I'm surprised that they didn't, your, your parents wanted you not to be challenged like that, but there is a, there is such a group of um, parents that now don't want their kids to lose. So there, no one, you know, there's, well, so is that, it, is that kind of like that concept where no one had a little, you, but it was more like, you know, I was a huge swimmer. So I swam for 10 years competitively. I was going to swim gotcha. for WVU with a scholarship. Like I almost um, qualified for the Olympic trials. Like I was really into wow. And with swimming, it was like you, I mean, the only kind of judgment in swimming was the clock, right? So if you mm -hmm. scored your best time, it's because you invested time in the workout room. You swam your hardest, you know, you could improve your technique. And if you didn't swim as well as you wanted to, well, there was reasons why, you know, maybe it just wasn't your good day. Maybe you didn't eat a good breakfast. Maybe, you know, it was just off. Um, so there's like little things where you could physically do things to improve a very non-biased score. And in pageants for them, they were like, well, it's based off of a person's personal opinion. So if you lose or if you're first runner up, you know, like there's nothing you can do. They didn't like they couldn't understand the concept of what you could do to improve for the next time for you to win. Right. So like there was no tangible measuring system. Um, and that's what they didn't agree with. Well, I mean, the negatives that you mentioned being very lanky was totally a positive as a, as a swimmer, because the oh, longer, totally. the longer you are, the more <laughs> of your, your wingspan. That's why, Phelps is such a great swimmer because he's got massive hands and massive yeah. feet and he can push. So, you know. Yeah. So and it ended up being such a positive for pageants at the end of the day, because, you know, I ended up being, I'm five ten, so I'm pretty tall. Right. And I think that's such an advantage in the pageant world. Um, although being short isn't a disadvantage at all. Uh, but, you know, it does help to be a little bit taller. And a lot of the girls that I competed with were taller. So, it was interesting to see how that actually paid off at the end. Sometimes when your body is 90% legs and, and only 10% body, you know, it, it, it pays <laughs> off. You just don't realize yeah. it. You don't realize it until you, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm very close with Adriana and I think, I think you're very familiar with Adriana and she has the same situation where she's 90% legs and 10% body. So, I mean, yeah. uh, it's really bad, but as you know, they design these, um, dress companies design dresses to hang on, on, uh, models. So, um, I'm sure that during, um, your year 
as Miss West Virginia, I'm sure you got a lot of model offers because I'm sure outfits look perfect on you. So, Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I was able to do a couple like fashion shows. Um, I actually got invited to do a New York fashion week fashion show the year after I gave up my crown and I actually never signed. So I won a modeling contract with, um, my title and I never signed it. Um, solely because I actually was much more invested and interested in networking and using my title to promote things that I, the causes that I really loved rather than modeling. And I just thought that'd be such a distraction, um, from my title that I just never ended up doing it. (laughs) Hey, it's not a negative that, you know, it's an opportunity given there, but if you think that you can make a difference in a different category and it's not something you want to pursue, that's not a negative. So you shouldn't, um, preface it that way. I mean, clearly you're making a difference in what you're doing now. So, um, you, it just wasn't a fit for you personally. So, I mean, I mean, that's how I would look at it. I, yeah. And a lot of the connections that I made through, um, you know, attending these, um, philanthropy events and charity events, um, even parades and, you know, community events, I ended up getting my start in politics in DC. Um, I met Senator Joe Manchin, who's a Senator from West Virginia, and he offered me a press internship at his office in DC. And the only reason I got that was because I was Miss West Virginia USA and I put myself out there and I went to these events and I wanted to promote these wonderful causes all over the state. Um, And without that internship, I wouldn't have gotten my first job in DC. I wouldn't have gotten the second and I definitely wouldn't have gotten the one that I have right now. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a really straight up question. Does the sash and crown really do open doors that may be, close to just someone that is trying to get a job or get in front of a senator or or a local politician or it really doesn't make a matter make a difference 100 percent makes a difference i think it definitely opens a ton of doors but you just have to go and open them right like they're not gonna present themselves in front of you and like open themselves like you have to go and open them yourself but it opens you know it's there for you do you think that if it wasn't like if you didn't win that title, you didn't compete, you just um, would you still be on the same projective when it comes to your career and, and your goals? Or do you think that you'd be in the same field, but not as uh, successful or on the same exact projective? I think I would have been on the same trajectory. I don't think I would have be as successful because I really think that the title let me skip a few steps in my career. Um, and, you know, for example, I wouldn't have had the internship on the Hill, which means I would have had to find another internship and I would have to compete with thousands of resumes that they, you know, um, that are submitted for just one internship. I mean, it's super competitive in DC. So I think I'd be, I'd be in the same, in the same career. Cause this is my passion. I love it. I don't know if I'd be as successful. Is that something that if you're wanting to be going towards politics that is that like a good way to like skip over like um let's say for boy scouts i know that if you become eagle scout you automatically are in a a whole different pay raise um if you join the military is that 
kind of the same way or is it not automatically given? I don't think it's necessarily given, but for example, I think it just the motivation that it takes to compete in pageants and the dedication that it takes really gets to translate into real life in a job setting. And on top of it, you know, as a title holder, you're given most of most girls that win a state title or a state title or are trying to win a state title do a lot of interview coaching, right? And that translates into job interviews. So you see a lot of pageant girls being really successful in the fields that they're in, partly because of all the training and all of these life skills that you learn with pageants, but also because, you know, having a title really does open up these doors. Um, I recently just saw that Caitlin Perez, Miss Pennsylvania USA 2018, is an intern at the White House. Um, You know, I have a ton of friends who work in politics um, on the Hill that were title holders as well. It just really opens up these doors. And if you take advantage of it and you use all these skills that you learned in pageants, it gets you really, really far. I mean, it's so exciting to just prove that um, pageant girls are so successful and so smart. I, I hate, I hate, I love to abunk the theory that most pageant girls aren't, and uh, it just proves that most of you guys are really talented and uh, make such a huge change in society. And so, and how important pageantry is, because uh, I personally feel that women aren't given as many opportunities as men. And uh, this is just a great, um, really solely uh, focused woman um, uh, industry that is really um, helping to open doors. Is that how you feel? Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of people underestimate pageant girls, which you know what? I dare people to keep doing it because I feel like a lot of us are proving people wrong and it's such a point of pride for me. So yeah, I agree with you. So going back to your your start in the pageantry. So you, you started when you're 18 um, because your parents wouldn't sign off. Um, but maybe that but maybe that was good because maybe all that pent up um, excitement um, excelled your career in the pageantry world because um, what was the first pageant you signed up for? So I signed up for, I think it was the Miss Oakley Festival pageant okay. in West Virginia. And the <laughs> the first year, and this just shows any girl that just perseverance is key. The first year that I did pageants, I competed in seven pageants and I got first runner up at every single one. Talk about every single one. But, but talk about going... <laughs> going 18 years without doing one and then you do seven in one year but um that that's also kind of did you feel like you were um what's the word um um ah when i can't think of the word but it's like you're just unlucky (laughs) like you know like you're you're uh you're charmed not charmed uh, you know you know what I mean, because you, like you were, like you were destined to always, you were always be the bridesmaid and not the the bride. So, is that how you felt? Felt? 
I felt like that. And then I was like, cause in West Virginia, there's like a pageant season, right? So like all the fairs and festival pageants are always in the summer. Um, they start in the spring, they end in the fall, but most of them are during the summer. And I just thought, you know what, maybe this just isn't my year. You know, all these girls that I'm competing with are seasoned pageant girls. Like they've been doing pageants since they were like two years old, right? They've been in the fairs and festival system for forever. So this is just like something that they do. And I should take a lot of pride that I was first runner up in all these pageants. Um, so then I geared up for the next season, you know, I was like, I'm just gonna take an L it's okay. I'm going to do it next year. I've got a, like, I'm only 18. Um, but that's so I not the next year. I, I know you said you took an L, but like to be start perfectly honest, most people, um, don't finish set. I mean, first run up second in, in their first pageant. So kudos to you. And you did it seven times in a row and you had no, I mean, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting the opinion. You didn't have a pageant coach either. Right. I had, I did after like the first three, first okay. reps, I was like, all right, I got to do something different. Like, obviously what I'm doing, you know, I got to switch it up. Um, and she was wonderful. Her name was Jackie Morgan and she was such a good introduction to pageant interview styles. She had this like, um, box of stuffed animals. And I realized that I had a crutch word. So whenever I didn't know what to say, I would say, um, and every time I said, um, she would throw a stuffed animal at me. And it was so funny. Like, it wasn't like she threw it hard, but it was just for me to like realize that I was using um all the time. Um, and it was my crutch word. So uh, I think I definitely improved my interview skills. But then instead of doing like the easy pageants, which I don't want to categorize pageants as easy or hard, but in, you know, West Virginia, there's a few pageants where there's going to be like five girls competing and others where there's going to be 50, 30 girls. And I decided to really challenge myself. I wanted to do the hard ones. So I was competing with the best of the best in the state. And, you know, I really, I, I really dedicate all of my success in those pageants to Jackie Morgan and her fixing my interview skills. Um, because the fact that I was so successful in these really big, hard pageants in West Virginia in my first year, you know, doing the circuit was really because of her and her help with like the help she gave me um, interview wise. Well, it just shows how much you were dedicated at the age of 18 to realize that you need to go out and seek other help. Is that something that you want to pay it forward now? Is that why you want to, to like return the favor? Totally. But I think it's also like just my competitive nature from swimming for 10 years. Like I'm an intense competitor. I always have been my whole life. And you know, I, could see and recognize my weaknesses, which doesn't mean that it was a bad thing. It was just like, I can improve on this. And obviously I'm not getting the outcome that I want. So if I improve this, hopefully that's going to mean that I'm going to win a pageant, you know, one day or eventually. Yeah. That doesn't make you a weak person in any way. That just makes you even a more talented person to realize what your weaknesses are. And then you're going to focus on, on making them your strengths. So that's, that's right. actually a wise person. So yeah um, i um so first year you did seven everyone you finished uh, se uh second or first runner up and um were you doing just the festival pageants or were you doing like united states or international or or supra is that what you mean by um more competitive ones so 
In West Virginia, I think we're very unique in the sense that we do have all of those different systems that you mentioned, but the three big ones, and really the two big ones, are USA and fairs and festivals. Um, fairs and festivals is very much oriented towards personality. So you don't necessarily have to look a certain way, dress a certain way, be a certain way. They want you to just be a really good representative for their fair and festival. You can be a spokesperson the entire year promoting it. And also, you know, having like being able to go around the state and do different charities and promote good in communities, which is a really awesome thing, I think, especially um, in the south of the state where it's really ravaged by an opioid um, addiction right now. Um, these girls, it's kind of like a way to keep them out of drugs and out of that, you know, environment. Um, because, you know, as a pageant title holder, you want to be a good role model. You want to do good in the community. You want to be an active member. So I think, you know, that system is very prevalent. Um, and so I didn't necessarily feel like I needed to do United States or international or any of these other pageant systems. Um, just because fairs and festivals was so abundant in resources and, and everywhere that it was much easier to be a part of. And then USA is obviously the other big one. Um, so but. the fairs and festivals pageants in West Virginia specifically, is there a state pageant that makes you the queen of all of them? How does that work? Because in Maryland, we... I, I mean, I've been a pageant photographer for 10 years. I'm not very familiar or know of a statewide um, fair fair um, uh, queen. So um, there are ones for the particular um, local counties, but this is definitely sounds like something that's particularly focused in West Virginia. So is there an overall queen? Yeah, so um, if you win a fair or festival title, you get to go, you get a ticket to the Queen of Queens pageant in Charleston, West Virginia. It's held in January every wow. year. And you compete with all of these queens from all over the state. And whoever wins that gets to be the state fair queen. And the state fair in West Virginia is this huge event. Um, and it runs for two weeks. And you get to be the reigning queen over the state fair. Um, you get to meet all these awesome country singers and be part of like all these really cool um, agricultural expositions. Um, it's really, really an awesome opportunity. And that was like the end all be all goal um, was to be the state fair queen, which was really exciting. And the convention itself and the pageant itself is so much fun. I mean, it's like a big family reunion. You see friends that you haven't seen in a really long time. You see old like pageant directors and you see like friends that you make when you compete in pageants that have won other titles. It's just so much fun. It's the coolest thing. I mean, it sounds like it's pretty awesome. Is it just like a traditional pageant where they give you a crown sash and you get to, you get to have your local title your or your, your state title for the entire year and you get to crown the next uh, person the following year? Yeah. That's awesome. So it has that prestigious. It's not, um, it's not considered to be like just a fluff. It's that, that's awesome. So yeah, I would say the state fair queen title is just as big as a USA state title wow. or an America title. I mean, At least that, in West Virginia, it's really I mean, that's big. saying a lot. Yeah. Um, that, wow. But the cool thing is like this system, um, you get to start competing in it when you turn sixteen. 
And so it's a big precursor for USA girls. Um, a lot of USA title holders from West Virginia have actually done and competed in fairs and festivals for many, many years. Um, I want to say I have, Nicole Green has, Casey Laster has, Lauren Rausch has, um, even teen title holders have done it. Um, my teen, Cora King has, I know um, Cassie Trickett has done it. She was 2016. I mean, everyone just, it's like a really interesting, like training ground for future USA title holders. So is it, is it, I, I, I don't like to use the word required, but do you think it's, uh, you said the word training ground, but do you think that it would be in their best interest if you're in West Virginia currently that you really um, heavily uh, consider doing one of those fairs and festivals and, and trying to get a title to hold that recognition? Or do you think that you could go straight into USA or America and do well? I think both. Um, I think you could go straight into USA and win and do super well at USA. So I think um, my teen, Cora King, um, Miss West Virginia USA, that pageant was her very, very first pageant. She ended up winning. Um, but then you have girls that have done fairs and festivals for years. Um, for example, Nicole Green, who I'm really good friends with, she was um, Miss West Virginia USA 2016, so I crowned her. She had been doing fairs and festivals for, I think, seven years. Um, she ended up winning the State Fair Queen, actually, I think in 2012. Not to age us. <laughs> We're both. I mean, I'm pretty old. Um, oh, darling, but... you're not even you're not even close to the number 40. <laughs> so don't even try. So um, I'll be sitting but... here waiting in my lawn chair with my, my <laughs> bottle of wine for you. OK, perfect. Um, but. But, so it could go both ways, right? Like she got a ton of training doing, I don't want, I hate to use the word training, but she got a lot of experience being on stage and being judged by pageant judges and wearing different gowns and everything that comes with pageants. And then Cora didn't get anything, right? She told me that she dieted for Miss West Virginia Teen USA by eating pineapples for three weeks. And I was like, that's disgusting. I don't think that's viable in any anyone else except for a teenager that has a metabolism a 16 year old but um yeah you know, people prepare in different ways yeah teens do some crazy stuff um one they of really my do. close one of my close friends um won teen maryland usa and she was so um yeah so i decided three weeks before and then um i lost 20 pounds and and then i won so <laughs> i'm like okay it's great you know i'm <laughs> I'm like um, 100 pounds overweight, but that's great, you know, that you can lose 20 pounds in three weeks. <laughs> it's so nice, you know. I'm like what? I'm like, I'm like, this is reality over here, okay? And you're way over here in left field, okay? Yeah. So, okay. So, life's gonna hit you so hard. Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. Um. So. What was that second year like? Um, was it more successful or were you even more dedicated to go even more balls to the wall to to try and really win that title? Is the title, to, to just to get your perspective, if you had never won a title, is it is it the pursuit of the of the actual competition and the thrill or 
is the victory so much because you being a swinger swimmer and being very, very competitive, almost qualifying for the Olympics, you know, is competing enough or you have to have that thrill of victory? I think both. Right. So I, there is nothing like the feeling of like being on a stage. I honestly, like I get chills when I think about it. Like I absolutely love being on stage if I could do it all over again, it would just be for that. And, you know, picking out a beautiful evening gown and having a reason to wear an evening gown. Um, but I also think that the victory is just like a payoff, right? So it's like all my hard work, all my dedication, every single minute that I spent practicing my makeup or standing in front of a mirror and practicing interview questions or all the money that I spent on like nails and the spray tan and this evening gown and the interview outfit and the registration outfit it all paid off, like all my hard work, like this is the outcome of it. Um, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily, leaving with the crown, I, you know, you don't, I, if I had gotten first runner up at Miss West Virginia USA, for example, I would have felt just as accomplished. It's just that feeling of knowing that I laid out and put out everything out on that stage. I left nothing, you know, I left everything out there. And for me, like coming out of that, that would be a victory in general. But for that year where I was first runner up seven times, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm not doing something right here. Like I might feel like I'm putting everything out on that stage, but obviously if I keep getting first runner up, there is something I'm not doing right. Uh, and so I actually spent that whole off season preparing myself. Like I started, I searched the interwebs and found every single pageant question that you could ever ask and started practicing. I had like, I think like 200 questions at one point and I just had a little binder. And every time I was driving around or I had some, you know, I was in the shower or I had like some time to myself, I would just practice these questions. And so I signed up for a super hard pageant. Um, I think at the time it was the Miss Gold and Delicious Festival pageant. Um, and it was one what of like, an awesome the name. I mean, right? that, that, I mean, that could be a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> could be associated with that but that's great for a pageant name too like we could totally yeah. go adult or we could totally be like pg like that's just a get great... your mind out of the gutter paul oh mine um, is totally not in the gutter i'm just saying like it's a great name you know it is um it's actually the golden delicious apple is our state apple so that's like what the festival is celebrating um uh, but it was one of the prestigious ones so like very hard all the seasoned pageant girls would do this one and i went in there and i was like i got this like I've prepared harder than any of these girls have for their entire lives. I have a kick-ass evening gown that I spent like too much money on. Um, my interview outfit is phenomenal. I've saved up for all these outfits. Like I'm about to blow all these girls out of the water. And I walked in, thought I had my best interview. Like literally I walked out of there feeling so good about myself and my evening gown was amazing. I felt so good about it. I ended up not even placing top five. <laughs> I did. I did nothing at that pageant. What do you think that? Uh, do you think you psyched yourself out? Do you think you prepared too much, or um, do you think you finally hit some really good competition? You've you you realize you have to step your game up even more. I just think it wasn't my day. Different day, different judges, different outcome. Right. Um, I was competing with the creme de la creme, like the best girls in the state, and I think. You know, I, 
I don't think I was overconfident in any way. I think I did really well. I was really proud of what I did, but I came out of there super disappointed because I was like, wait, I did everything right. And I didn't even get first runner up. Like I didn't even get anything. Like what? Like, obviously I'm still doing something wrong. It's like, that was my mentality the whole time. And finally I kind of like, I was swearing off pageants. I was like, maybe this is God telling me this is just not something for me. You know, that's, that's okay. Pageants aren't for everyone. Things that you get into aren't for everyone. Like you figure it out as you go through it. And I walked into my house that night and I was just so disappointed and so heartbroken. And I just was like coming to this conclusion that it just wasn't for me. And I swore off pageants. I wasn't going to do a single one. And then I was working that summer. I was still in college and I was working at Texas Roadhouse as a hostess. And one of my sorority sisters was working with me and she did pageants as well, but she was more of like an America girl. And she decided that she was going to do this pageant called the Papa District Fair pageant. And it was about like 15 minutes away from where we lived. And she was like, just do it with me. It'll be super fun. It'll be like a sister bonding experience. Like, and I was like, no, Allie, I decided I'm not doing pageants again. I've had enough. I've done everything I could and I'm just done with it. And she was like, just do it for me. It'll be really fun. Like, it'll just be a really fun day where we get to do each other's makeup and dress up and, you know, it doesn't matter. And so reluctantly, like the last day I signed up for this pageant and I got there like 15 minutes late. I literally didn't care. I was like, whatever. I'm just here for Allie. I'm being a good like sister. She's one of my best friends. I'm just here for her. She cares about this. I don't. I mean, I cared a little, but it wasn't like I was... I prepared for it. I didn't prepare for it at all. I just used my whole wardrobe that I had saved up for. So it wasn't like, you know, I had been practicing interview questions and I ended up winning it and it was out of nowhere. And I think, but isn't that looking, isn't that just like you took all the pressure off and then, um, it just, it just worked. So I think it was just, I was relaxed and looking back on it, you know, I'm a really, again, like a fierce competitor. And sometimes that bites me in the ass, right? Like sometimes it just makes me care too much about things. Um, and I think just being super relaxed and super like, it is what it is. Here I am. You like me or you don't like me. I don't care, you know? And, and that's what, at the end of the day, it really projected to the judges and it ended up winning my first title. Um, and it was, one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. And I honestly believe that everything happens for a reason. God, and if you're religious, or not religious, you know, I just, I felt like God was leading me towards the one pageant and one fair that was going to change my life. He was like, you don't need these other ones. This one's for you because I ended up finding a family. Like I'm still, she's like my second mother. Um, the director of that pageant, Cindy Sanders is God sent. She's amazing. She has been there for me throughout Miss USA after pageants. Um, she's, you know, a confidant. Like I call her when I need advice for things. The Fairboard family is just amazing. They just accepted me as one of them. And it's, I would not have won Miss West Virginia USA and I would not have stayed sane throughout my year had it not been for my Papa district fair family. I mean, it just, it just proves that, um, sometimes we personally psych yourself out. Um, and 
I'm so thankful that you found a family that you can rely on when it comes to the pageant world because it can be a very um, tricky um, and um, long, hard road without having some really dedicated people. So, um, totally. Yeah. I, I remember reading an article about the young lady who plays Wonder Woman, um, Godot, and she had oh, mentioned yeah. that when she was competing for Miss Israel, she didn't really feel that she was adequate and um, she only competed once um, and she showed up late and didn't take it seriously and she won. So I, um, I guess there is a thing and I, I can believe that if you just have confidence that like, you know, you like me the way I am, I'm not going to change and, and it is what it is that, people will gravitate to that much easier than coming in like way over prepared and like putting yeah. you and throwing yourself um, in front of someone be like, this is the way it has to be. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and, you know, since then I, every pageant that I competed in, I won because I brought that same attitude. I realized like, you know what, just relax. <laughs> like, take a chill pill, do like a meditation session and just go out there and have fun. That's all the judges want to see is not someone who's like, I've worked really hard about this, like for this. So I deserve this more than anyone else, which had been like my mentality when I got first runner up all those times and said, it was like, Hey, I'm here and I'm having fun. And if you don't like me, then that's okay. Because I like myself just the way I am. And that's like so cliche to say, but it definitely translates on stage and throughout your performance at a pageant. So does that mean that you went on to the state fair and won? So at the state fair, I actually placed fourth runner up out of a hundred girls, which is, that's phenomenal. Um, Do you feel that way? That's, that's really great. Yeah. I was so proud of myself. Um, you know, I, that was, I think that was my first time competing. So you know, it, it was just, I was just, I would have been proud just to have made top 15 and especially at fairs and festivals, which is crazy to think, but like, we're all title holders, right? Like we've all won our respective titles. And so we're all Queens and we've all won and we all deserve to be there. And so fairs and festivals is such a strange environment where it's not really competitive at all. If you make top 15, that's just as good as winning. And even if you don't make top 15, that's okay. Cause you get to go back home and you're still the queen of whatever fair and festival that you want. Um, and so making top 15 was just everyone's, it, it was my goal. And if I didn't make it, it was going to be okay. Um, I ended up making top 15 and then it's like a really weird system where like you make top 15 and then one by one you get interviewed on stage and then they just call out top five like they line you up and then it's like fourth runner up this person second runner up first runner up queen so you don't really know it's not like there's like a top five and it's like oh i'm fourth runner up so like you know these last three girls or four girls are the one like one of them's gonna win you just don't know it's so random um well that's exciting and that's exciting that they let you do an on on stage question i i applaud people um i i think it's really important not to focus on your beauty as much as your ski, uh, your speaking capacity, because what do you do more walk around in a bikini or, or, um, 
or actually talk to people and, and try to affect change. Right. Um, but it was just such a fun experience and I go back every year and it's just crazy to me that I even did that well because you see all these girls and it's like, they're all beautiful. They're all so well-spoken. Any one of them deserves this crown. Any of them would be so grateful and they would be a great state fair queen. You just don't know. Um, but I, uh, took all of that experience and decided to USA and I, brought that same attitude right like just like if you like me you like me if you don't whatever uh I was really confident I prepared differently because I had never dieted or exercised other than swimming so that was like a totally new arena for me to tackle and be in but um I ended up winning on my first try at West Virginia USA as well and I honestly think it's because, and I had people come up to me afterwards and they're like, we picked you as the winner because you were just the most relaxed up there out of the five. You just seem so relaxed the entire time. Um, so I think that's what, and that, just having that attitude translated. And, and you're, you are 100% laying that back to that one pageant and all of the tribulations that you went through for, through the, um, through the system Be, so that you like winning USA, you know, win or lose, you know, it would be a breeze. Is that how you're yeah. thinking it? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and the, I know you said you didn't the, like to use the word training, but yeah, but maybe it did really do like, maybe it was boot camp for you. Totally. But I think it was like boot camp for my attitude. It wasn't boot camp for like, I needed to do something better. I honestly like reflecting back the one thing that I needed to change that I couldn't like point my, like put my finger on. Right. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Why do I keep getting first runner up? What am I doing that I need to improve on? It was just the attitude that I would bring to these pageants. And in that sense, for me, it really benefited me to do all these pageants and get that training and kind of go through that boot camp to realize that that was my one fatal flaw that I really needed to fix. Uh, and I wouldn't have, done as well at USA I would have overthought it I would have overprepared I would have gone in there being like I deserve this the most because I prepared the most like I did everything right um and I don't think that's the right attitude to bring to any pageant not that it's a bad thing but it just like I realized you know I needed to relax and like take a chill pill and like just have fun I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. What was the uh, if 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 it was the first time competing for USA? Did you understand the players going into that? Did you understand um, that you're now going to a national pageantry pageant? Did you understand all those components, or you were like, oh, I just won like maybe the biggest pageant in the entire world <laughs> now? Now we have to, now we, you know, things are going. Looking back, do you feel that 
you got your total experience or do you think um perhaps maybe if you won if you lost and then came back you would have been um more prepared to to take in more of the the opportunities given i think everyone wins when they're supposed to win okay. um i didn't go into the pageant thinking i was going to win because i think that would have been unfair to assume that especially given the caliber of girls that I competed against uh I just wanted to go in there and do well and I wanted to make my family proud and I wanted to make the whole team that helped me get ready be proud of me uh and I wanted to have fun and I thought to myself you know if I don't win that's okay I can come back next year or I can compete in you know DC if that's like where I am in a year it's okay I'm gonna have the best wardrobe I spent five thousand dollars on this custom Sherry Hill dress so you know I'm good Um, but I think once I won, it was such a shock. I really, I had hoped that I was going to win. I didn't expect to win. I didn't think I was going to win. I actually, after I finished my onstage question, I was like, well, I probably got first runner up, but that's okay. (laughs) Like always the bridesmaid, never the bride. What's new? Um, and so I was like in real shock when they said my name and I think it took me a a hot second to realize because they called out the first runner-up's name and so I thought for a second that or no they called out my name instead of the first runner-ups like oh my god they screwed that up <gasps> so they like oh. they switched it a little bit so for a second I was like wait did I I got first runner-up and then like Nicole said something and I was like holy shit I just won like oh my <laughs> god I'm just like every single emotion you could ever have I was like laughing and crying and like scared shitless and oh, sorry for all like my it's okay it's I, okay I swear like I say like hey, no was, hey it just means that you're a real girl and you're not you're not trying to cover up for for <laughs> us media people you know we 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 folks um, we folks we know how to use those four language words you know yeah <laughs> i actually because then like i was just being myself on stage when i gave up my title i actually accidentally cussed in front of like the entire like <laughs> room and like everyone was laughing it was really funny it was a good moment um <laughs> i want to i wanted to go back to that do you, you you felt that you did so poorly on that question do you remember that question then oh it was oh, i don't remember what it was well, I, it was something like um, something about my DC, like as like I wanted to be a lobbyist at the time, and like how like I was going to do it. It was something about my career ambition. Gotcha. I I've interviewed I've interviewed enough of you of your colleagues enough that when you guys mention the interview, um, sometimes it leaves such a, a um, poignant moment that the question never leaves your body. So. Maybe it's good. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe you have a do you have um do you have a mindset that if it's not important you let it go? Are you is it do you do you purge things very easily? Uh kind of. But I mean I remember answering the question. I don't necessarily remember what I said, but I remember there was a spotlight shining on me and Randy Sanders asking the question on stage and I try to answer the question like talking to everybody in the audience like not just to the person who asked me the question right like i'm trying to include everyone who's watching of course i mean that's what they teach you to do is to to include everyone so and i remember looking out and there was this one spotlight on me and all i could see was this blinding light and i swear jesus jesus is coming (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> in my mind, right? Like in, I left my body for like a hot second. That's so that awesome. One, that Did... one second that I looked into the light, I swear felt like 10 seconds. So I thought wow. I didn't do well because I just looked dumb. I was like, I just stared into a light for like 10 seconds, left everybody on like on pause and then answered this question. Like these judges may, must think that I'm like, dumb or something like I must have not like I I just thought like you know I got a little bit of stage fright or like deer in the headlights look for a second so I didn't answer it well but like looking at the video of it it that pause really wasn't a pause like it just for me felt like, like forever I had left the forever yeah that's awesome but it just shows I I, I would have been really curious to, to know how how uh, fast your heart was beating at that moment it must have been going close to 200 um, beats per second if you felt like like uh, like you were having an, out, an outer body your blood pressure must have been through the roof I actually was really calm but I think it was like I was just so tired and running gotcha. on zero fumes that I was just like oh light and you know like very like calm like looking into it and then I was like get the hell back on earth Andrew right. like what are you doing well I mean I you had mentioned it so are you are you are you very Christian person? Does faith play a major role in you? Because you had mentioned it before, so. Um, I not really. I okay. come from a Catholic upbringing. Okay, so, so you're Catholic. You know, I've got that okay. like, yeah. I've got like that Catholic guilt, and like my grandparents are very religious. Um, I totally understand. But, I'm Catholic myself, so I understand. Yeah, like I don't go to church every Sunday, but I definitely believe in God, and I think you know I pray every now and then. Um, and I, and that's what I, I, you know, they, you know, they teach you in Sunday school about the white light, you know, the white light, you know, you know, it's coming for you. And, you know, they always, <laughs> oh, no, I didn't think that at all. Okay. <laughs> just like, deer well, in headlights moment. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they've always, they, they would always say that, you know, it's in like an elevator and it just keeps on going up. I'm like, okay. Um, so, so it sounds like they, they called the wrong person's name then you finally realize you will you won um is everything else just like kind of the rest of that evening is that just like it happened or do you is it still you know very vivid yeah it was pretty vivid because i remember they did contracts like right after pictures um and i was still in my evening gown which was beautiful i could walk around in it forever but it was very uncomfortable after a while because it was very tight so i had it like tailored to an inch of my life um and i had it like done like the day before i went for west virginia usa so you know i was like i fit in it and it fit really gorgeously it was just like i needed to eat and i was hungry and tired and like in this tight dress and signing contract that took like three hours um all I wanted was a burger so I remember sitting in contracts with my parents and Cora King who was my teen queen and her parents and then the competition at the time was held in Flatwoods West Virginia which was a very symbolic place to have it it's the crossroads of the entire state so it's supposed to be geographically in the very middle um, but there is absolutely nothing in Flatwoods. There is a Walmart, there is a Shoney's and there is a convention center and that's it. Um, so we decided to go to Shoney's and I had, 
a hamburger at Choni's afterwards. It was like the only restaurant in the town. Uh, so hey, I some, remember some towns that. when the Walmart's the biggest thing in the town, everyone just hangs out the Walmart. So it must yeah must, exactly. must have not been too small if it had a Walmart. So so <laughs> Shoney's can be good, you know, depending on what yeah. you order. So I mean, that burger was the best burger of my entire life. I think like someone had a video of me just like swallowing it whole. I breathed it down. I mean, you know, like, you know, it's that taste of victory. So that was just exactly. Um, you didn't have like a pack of cookies that you uh, you had stashed away, or. Um... So I brought. Um, I had a Georgetown cupcakes are my favorite, and there's one. Uh, it's like the peanut butter chocolate one. Yes. And yes, so yes, yes. we ordered like two dozen Georgetown oh cupcakes, God. and we had them like all of us like eight cupcakes afterwards but it was so weird because i had literally put my body through the healthiest diet i've ever had in my life like didn't have any salt or tried to like really reduce all salt intake didn't have any sugar or reduce my sugar intake to very low so like lots of greens lots of broccoli lots of egg whites you know lots of protein and fiber i'm sure that and didn't go well um when i ate that cupcake i felt like sick I yeah had, like my body was like what are you doing to me um because I'm thinking that one <laughs> cupcake's like five thousand to six thousand calories, right? Just totally. That, I just mean, one, and you like got one you got a dozen thousand calories, right? Right, and you got a dozen, so that's like fifty thousand calories. Oh my <laughs> god! But <laughs> I had like a hamburger and soda. Oh, and that's nothing, darling. Like that's nothing. That's only and... a, that's only twelve hundred. That's only twelve hundred calories. That's yeah. nothing compared to that. And then that like a cupcake. <laughs> it's just like my body was like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, <laughs> It's it's the guy at the it's the guy at the airport with the cones like and he's giving you the cross like stop <laughs> stop yeah, exactly <laughs> you know you're going to crash <laughs> <laughs> but um, I felt like I was really green though because I didn't really know any of the major players I didn't know like any of the big makeup artists or like anything really about being a title holder I was so 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 very green well that's um, what I was I was wondering if you felt like because going into it not having any roots with that family um was that crazy or um you just had to learn on the fly i mean i guess what i'm saying is you wouldn't you wouldn't change a thing then you you having the experience of not knowing everybody was a fun experience than like knowing everybody and then being being like ready to ready to go i think looking back i kind of wish that i knew what I know now, but I think, you know, every title holder feels the same way. Um, going into it because I was so green and I didn't really know what I was doing or didn't, it's not that I didn't know what I was doing. I just didn't know the industry that well. Uh, I relied a lot on people that were close to me that did know the industry really well, but you know, there was sometimes it was, it felt like there was too many cooks in the kitchen kind of feeling. Um, oh, I, I and totally so, understand that. Yeah. Yeah, like looking back, you know, as much as I appreciated everyone's opinion and everyone's help, because it was all very well intentioned, you know, nobody wanted to see me fail. I feel like looking back, if I knew what I know now, I would have stood up for myself a little bit more and I would have tried to be myself much more. Um, I especially when it no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, especially when it came to like wardrobe choices or what photographers I worked with or what makeup artists I worked with. Um, or, you know, how high I held different people's opinions. I think, you know, I ended up going to Miss USA 
not as myself, but as a combination of all of these different opinions and all of this different help that I got from so many different voices, um, all the cooks in the kitchen kind of thing. So I, and I think a lot of title holders feel the same way at the end of the day. I, um, I, I, I feel that so much, um, with the girls that I have sponsored, um, especially with America and with USA that, um, they feel, I, I, I'm not speaking for you, but the girls that in Maryland that I've worked with, I know they feel such an obligation that, that they have to take the sponsors that they work with and the director very seriously. And they feel that if they speak out of term of that, that, um, you know, there would be hell to pay for it, but, um, it is your year. So, and your year is literally very short. So, especially when it comes to nationals and, um, you should make what you want to, and not what they, ex you know, what they, you know, tell you to do necessarily. So, um, I like the, 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 the photography thing is, is just, crazy to me when it comes from a sponsor sometimes the um the directors won't even let new photographers in to work with them because they have such a very narrow opinion on on the on the policy that sounds like you have the same um story behind that 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 it sounds like you 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 sh you you would have done more photo shoots and and done more reach out to uh more people in hindsight, am I right? Uh, kind of. I think, you know, I would have had um, a, like a, a heavier influence on the direction of these photo shoots or like a heavier say in how I wanted certain things done. Um, I also think there were some issues within just um, – the capacity for my director because at the time he had five states so he had 10 title holders wow. and i think that sometimes it was difficult for him it was like having 10 kids right like yeah of course. i think sometimes it was difficult for him to be able to give the attention that all of us needed at the same time or equally and then um, don't and, so he, and, and let's make it let's make it even more clear five of them are underage so it even makes it more difficult too so because five of them have a teen title. You there? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so I think I relied a lot on people who knew a lot of the industry. So if it's like, you know, my dress sponsor, for example, who was a amazing person. I absolutely love her. Her name's Angela. And I'm still really good friends with her. And one day when I get married to the poor soul that gets married to me, uh, she's going to help me design no, no, darling. He he's gonna he's gonna be lucky to marry you. Okay, so if he's not if he's not on his knees begging to to be in your life, then clearly he's not the right person. So you shouldn't. You should be like, look, um, I'm a USA title holder. You have to come to me. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think like you know I really relied heavily on her to be like well you know the dress industry really well like you know Sherry Hill like you have her phone number like you know all these designers like I'm gonna rely so heavily on what you have to say and your opinion on the dress that I end up getting which I ended up loving my nationals gown but again like if I could go back like I remember telling her like I want to go in and I want to get a green satin flowing a-line 
dress. And I ended up getting literally the exact opposite. I ended up getting blinged out red tight um, dress. So uh, not that I attribute like that because of Angela, like I picked the dress and I approved it and I wanted it. But it was just like, I also relied really heavily on like what her opinion was because I really respected it. And sure. I didn't feel like I had any experience in picking out dresses or knowing anything about dresses. And she knew a lot about it. Um, same thing with like photographers that I worked with. I didn't know which ones were good, which ones were bad, which ones were scams. You know, like I just didn't know any of this. So I relied really heavily on my director and my director had a whole list of people that he was like, don't work with these people. They're scams. They're predators. You don't want to work with them. You want to work with these people. Right. And then looking back, it's like, well, maybe he just didn't like this guy because he doesn't like the style of photos that he takes, but he's actually a really great photographer or like same thing with makeup artists. Like I worked with our makeup sponsor, but you know, maybe they were competitors with a different makeup sponsor. And so they didn't want me working with them, even though they were probably really good as well. And they had different strengths that they brought to the table that these people didn't bring. So it's like all of these things that like, I really relied heavily on other people's opinions about certain industries or certain people or what to do that by the time I got to Miss USA, the product that I ended up showing and what I brought to the stage wasn't me. And or it wasn't letting me be me, if that makes sense. And so my attitude that I brought to Miss West Virginia USA where everything I did was me and I felt so relaxed because I was just like, you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. You know, at Miss USA, it was like, if you like what everyone helped me prepare and bring to the stage, you like it or you don't. It's like, not you know, it's not the same thing. It just wasn't me. And I think... Do you regret, do you, do you regret that is the case that if you had, um, the chance that you would do it over or or it is the way it is and you're happy with the results? I think I don't regret what I did, but obviously if I could go back, I would do things a little differently. Um, you know, I did the things that I did for a reason. It wasn't like, you know, I, I did it because I didn't want to. And so now I regret doing it. I did it because I wanted to do it. And I trusted these people because they are trustworthy people and their opinions actually are very well respected. And I respect them as individuals. Uh, so I wouldn't have done anything. I don't regret anything, but I, I would do things differently in the sense that it's like, okay, I respect your opinion. And I know that you come, like you've been in the industry for a really long time, but I'm going to do this. You know, like I wish I had a little bit more of that. I'm a big gut person and uh, like hearing you talk about you had this gut feeling about this dress and then it didn't come through it to me it makes me a little feel sad and uh, no don't feel sad at all I absolutely loved my gown it's not that I didn't I I know but it also sounds like you also had a dream like you know like like my dream is to to really be successful with my photography business and and make this a viable thing. And that's, that is the goal, but it's very hard. I mean, and, and, and right now it's not, um, it's not as, um, profitable as I would like it to be. So, um, um, so I, I'm sitting here, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm feeling you like, cause like, it seems like there was definitely a lot of people like, did you feel like you're being pulled in all these different directions too? Not really. 
I think it was just, and honestly, like I, I loved my dress. I loved how I looked. Like I really, well, I have a story about that for like prelims, but you know, I loved everything that these people gave their advice on and like gave their opinion on. It's just, I was so green that, you know, I, I just didn't know any better. So is it better sometimes to be green and and just to to go in there eyes wide open or um i mean did is that i mean was that just better Uh, to be that way or or is that just hindsight right yeah i think like if you're really green but you're very like strong in your own opinions and like you're very stubborn in how you want things to be done it doesn't matter how much experience you have how green you are things are going to be done your way. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you're green and you let so many cooks into the kitchen because you are insecure about your knowledge about something at the end of the day, you're going to end up with something that isn't you or is you, but it's not the best you because the only way you're going to get there is by being strong in your conviction and showing up and knowing that everything that you are presenting to the judges at Miss USA is you. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, that's how I see it. Um, so if the, if the girl that saw you win, that is now almost eligible to compete, what is that? What is that advice that you give to that young lady that can now perhaps compete for teen and, and then perhaps compete for your title in the future? What do you, you know, for that, you know, for that young lady like yourself when she was watching it in 2000 and saw that that um, Miss USA competition, what advice would you give that would be really important to to win USA and win, I think Vis- and win the Virginia? Biggest, the biggest advice would be, especially for a teen, is to make sure that you're showing up as yourself. So I know, especially like there's a lot of stage moms out there, which God bless them. Like I don't judge them at all, but you know, if they want their daughter to wear blue, that girl is going to be wearing blue, you know, and, but maybe that girl wants to wear green. So just kind of sitting down and journaling out, like how you want this pageant to go. Like, do you, like, what do you envision yourself winning in? If you close your eyes and you think like, I feel like I'm winning this in a yellow ball gown and my hair is done this way and I feel this way, like make sure that actually happens. Like you have such a say and to make sure that you have a really big voice in how pageant preparation goes and how you end up showing up to the pageant. It's going to make you feel really relaxed knowing that you're showing up as yourself. And then to just as cliche as it sounds, I hate to say this, but just be yourself and have fun and just do everything you can to make sure that you can be yourself and you can have fun at this pageant. Is there, is, I mean, is it, is it really that simple? Like, do you, do you think, okay. So do you, so if I guess I'm, I guess when I'm, I guess I'm, what I'm proposing to say is, is it, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Is that how you look at it in life then? Like if you're not, if you're not the most gorgeous girl in the world, there's nothing that's going to change that. Is that the attitude? So, Oh my God, absolutely not. Oh no, no. Okay. Yeah. I think the way when it's like the cliche is like have fun and be yourself. 
that's so much easier said than done, right? So like mm-hmm. to be yourself, just make sure that you're doing everything you can leading up to the pageant, that you can be your best self, right? Like if you show up to the pageant and you're, there's a swimsuit competition where they're judging fitness levels and you show up 20 pounds overweight, you're not showing up as your best self, right? You're showing up as yourself, but you're not you're not going to be able to win when, you, does that make sense? Oh yeah, like If you show up, and your hair is like the war like it just looks awful you got an awful dye job and you hate the way it looks you got this crazy wacko perm and now you just look like you know shirley temple you're not gonna feel good you're like you're not gonna bring your best self on stage so you got to do everything you can to be able to be on stage and be your best self and be yourself and then do everything you can to have fun at the pageant and to have fun means you have to be relaxed you have to feel prepared you have to feel like you did everything you could and you know what it is what it is so like there's certain things that need to be done and be put in place for you to be yourself and have fun and I think like all of those things in general are like things that people really have to focus on and and that's what lets you win well I mean I think there's so many people that are inspired by your hard work. So, um, I really appreciate you really spreading the word and really telling people, um, and tell, and then really expressing, um, what hard work it took in, because I think some people look up to you and maybe they might think, Oh, well, she just, you know, showed up one year and one, but it just shows that, you know, you, you were a very competitive athlete for several years. And then, um, and then you, you did like, uh, 10 pageants in 18 months. Is that, is that right? Is that something? Yeah. So that's a lot of compet. I mean, even my closest friend, Adriana had didn't do that many pageants in a short amount of time. So you, you definitely were like going at it. I mean, that's some serious, like, like I'm going to, I mean, I don't, do you do swimming competitions that much? Because that would be pretty, no, no that would be, that would be pretty, <laughs> um taxing right uh yeah I mean it's like I just I'm sure any former athlete feels this way or any like former like serious athlete feels this way at least like definitely my boyfriend does um it's just not the same so like if I get into the pool even though I like to think I'm in shape like I try to work out all the time I just bought a peloton bike which I'm super excited about um I'm definitely fitness junkie but I just can't do what I used to do in the pool you know I'm just so out of shape when it comes to swimming and it's just not the same. Like I love to swim. I love to go to a pool and a beach. And you can definitely tell like when I move through the water that I was a competitive swimmer. Like that's just, it's just easy for me, but it's just not the same. My boyfriend used to play professional baseball and he's the same way. Like he doesn't go to batting cages anymore. He doesn't like play in like a baseball league in the community. Like he's just like, it's just not the same. Like it's not the same as playing in a big crowd. So well, yeah, I, I would imagine that without having that roar of a crowd, no matter if it's a couple people or a hundred people doing it in the community um, park or in the community pool would be a big step back. And I'm sure that would also hurt the ego as well as um, the mental mind because the mind is such a... Um, a big muscle and if you, if you mess with it it can really um um 
influence your entire like mojo i guess is the way do you, is that the, yeah so well it's it's really fascinating and uh i'm i'm just absolutely thrilled to have you on the show is yeah, the, thanks for having me no um is there anything else that is going on that um that you'd like to tell our listeners or um or anything else that happened in your year that was just so interesting because of all the people I've interviewed, I haven't really gotten such a really awesome detailed um, like year to year um, explaining how she really made it. So I really appreciate you really delving yeah, into it. Yeah, of course. I think there's a lot of hard work that goes on behind the scenes that not everyone gets to really see or gets to, gets to know about. So um, no, I think I, I mean, my Miss USA experience was the best week of my life, the worst week of my life, like every single emotion you could think of was combined in those short two weeks um my year was really really different than all the other years because that was the year where everything came crashing down uh we lost our NBC deal we were kicked off the air all of our sponsors canceled on us um <laughs> very interesting year uh, to say the least uh and you know this is like a whole other podcast i feel so oh yeah talk I mean, about if you all i mean USA. i mean you literally filled an hour and a half so i mean if you want to gab about that i don't i don't want to um pull teeth and i don't want you to get in trouble with any of your alumni if but if you feel if you feel if you feel that you want to gab i'd be happy to make a special about that because that is a unique year along with um, this past year's Miss America that could really be written in a book about all the drama that really occurred because of that. Because of one comment, everything basically was blown up uh, right in front of your face, and it had nothing to do with any of the girls directly, which is just fascinating. So, yeah. Well, hey, I'm down if you want to make a session about it. It's a fun story, and I can tell you that a lot of girls my year feel the exact same way I feel about the whole thing. Well, maybe we should, uh, if, um, if it is that way, maybe we should have a couple. Cause I, I honestly love having round Robin discussions. So, um, maybe, maybe we should have a round Robin discussion. I know that, uh, you guys had a zoom wine, um, um <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. Um, yeah. F- um, it was so fun everyone's so grown up like all the girls are getting married and having babies and like at the end we all were like a couple drinks in and we were like we should all put our crowns on and so we (laughs) all put our crowns on (laughs) it's the one thing um you know being a guy that um you know i i never was um talented enough to be on a sports team and i really um I'm very envious that you that you guys have this like very unique um, group of friends. I I'm one of those people I do feel lonely a lot of the time, so I appreciate um, and it's so uh, cool to see that you guys have such a great team. Um, and it, it, I know that Adriana always speaks so highly of her American group that uh, she feels that she can just literally go to anyone's house in one of the fifty states and um, and have somewhere to stay. Is it? Do you have that oh, kind 100%. of, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm I, really jealous of that. I, I'm, I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm totally jealous. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, I don't know if every USA class is like this, but I know our class got so close because it was just so chaotic our year. So I definitely feel that way. Like, I know if I go to Montana or Mississippi or New Jersey, New York, like, uh, I can just call up whoever and they'll be like, oh my gosh, crash at my place. And I know that those girls would feel so comfortable um, with Hopefully me if, they like, won't. Place. Hopefully we'll never move so that you have a, a spot in all 50 states, you know. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. one is allowed to move. Okay. And if you do, it but has even, to be. like if they do, it's okay. Because it's like a lot of, like, for example, I think a couple girls moved to LA. Um, okay. And it's like, I have like five girls I can call up and be like, hey, can I crash at your place? You know, like if I ever go there or... You know, if I go to New York, there's a couple of girls that move there for work and it's like, hey, what's up? Like so-and-so mm -hmm. state, can I come into New York? Let's go out. I'll buy you wine. I'll get you dinner. Can I set your place? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, of course. So. Well, um, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, I really thanks. appreciate you taking your time out of your day. And, of course. Uh, I, I'm really, like I said, I was so excited to interview you and have you on the show. So um, thanks again. Yeah. Andrea, thank you so much for coming on the show. Sometimes um, you just get lightning in a bottle, and uh, I am so thankful for you to really break down and really give us a really deep dive into your your entire life, um, starting with um, your swimming career and then on to your modeling and pageant career. And um, I really appreciate you giving us such a deep dive um, and uh, really giving us some truth and some really hard answers. Um, and I really appreciate all of the hard work that you put in over your entire career. And I appreciate all of the time and effort that you put into our podcast. And I look forward to having you back on as a guest. And um, thank you so much. Don't forget, everyone, I'm so thankful to have you guys as subscribers and fans on our Total Focus podcast, and I really appreciate you guys signing up both on YouTube and iTunes. It really does make a difference, and I appreciate the comments and the thumbs up and thumbs down. Everything is appreciated no matter what. Um, we also have our videos now on uh, Instagram TV, IGTV. So that's also an option, and it'll be um, shown on my Instagram, which is called which is mavpp26. So if you're interested in viewing our episodes on Instagram, that's another way. We also have our movie review show with my co-host Yvonne Carlos, uh, where we re review movies, um, discuss all the upcoming trends and everything coming up in the movie world. If you're interested in that, please check out our movie breakdown show, which is called the movie breakdown. If you're interested in more movies, please send us some ideas for movies you'd like us to review and we'll be happy to do that. And as always, please stay tuned.